Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde, and we are back for another episode of No Straight Path, The Highs, The Lows, and The Lessons Learned. And I am doing a solo episode today. I loved hearing all about the positive reactions to Sabrina Merchant and Spencer Pacinger's interviews. So thank you guys for listening. We are going to unpack some of the lessons learned. And I want to start with a clip from Sabrina's interview. So let's take a listen. Do I just not want to do a hard thing because it's hard or do I not want to do a hard thing because it's not right for me? And figuring out that distinction, I mean, it took me longer than I would like. So this clip really resonated with me. I struggled with this issue during my college track career and recently struggled with this in my professional career as an attorney. So to keep the sports theme from Sabrina and Spencer's interviews, I'll start with my track story. Although this wasn't included in the letter that I wrote to myself at the age of 10, I actually wanted to run track at Stanford at that time too. I remember watching the women's Stanford track team run the 4x4 relay, and the details are blurry, but I remember seeing a Black girl running around that track, and I wanted to be like her. Little did I know, about 10 years later, I was that Black girl in Stanford's uniform running the 4x4 relay. I was living my dream. So when I decided to quit the track team my junior year of college, it was, at the time, one of the hardest decisions of my life. I dedicated so much of my life to this sport. Like Sabrina, I couldn't tell if I did not want to do a hard thing because it's hard, or did I not want to do a hard thing because it's not right for me. Playing a D1 sport at a competitive academic college was hard for everyone. Balancing school and sports generally is hard for most people. And on top of all of this, I tore my ACL my senior year of high school, and I could never get back to where I was. Recovering from an injury, especially an ACL tear, is hard for every athlete. I remember hitting a breaking point. I was physically and emotionally drained, and I didn't enjoy running anymore. I just wanted to be free. I was carrying a heavy weight because I didn't want to disappoint my family and so much of my identity was wrapped up in being a college athlete. But fortunately, my parents reassured me and they said that they just wanted me happy. I'm sure my dad was a little sad about it because like Sabrina's dad, he still brags about my track success today. (laughs) Like he knows all of my PR times and has a shrine of my track awards in his office. He's giving proud dad vibes all day, every day. Yes. (laughs) Love you, dad. Love you, dad. No shade. But in retrospect, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Quitting the track team gave me the time and space to explore other interests aligned with my purpose. I took a journalism class. I joined the school paper and even got recognized for the features pieces where I interviewed classmates and told their compelling stories. I discovered my passion for storytelling, but for my decision to quit the track team, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you all on my podcast today. Yeah, crazy. Overall, it all worked out. Yet at the time, I did not have the language nor the self-awareness to really answer Sabrina's question. But at the age of 32, I think I do. 
I want to dig into this question because I think it can help others struggling with this issue in their careers. Finding out if something isn't right for you sooner than later can save you time, energy, and support your overall well-being. I've seen too many friends and family members push through careers and roles that weren't a right fit, often leading to medical leaves for mental health reasons or actual physical health issues. So I want to dig into an issue I was recently struggling with in my career. I've come to the realization that traditional litigation is probably not for me. To my non-lawyer listeners, litigation is more of what you see on TV, court, briefs, arguments, but less glamorous. And the work I really enjoy doing, investigations and advising, is more like detective work and legal counseling. But I really struggled to come to this realization. Why? So figuring out that this work might not be right for me was challenging because the job is hard. Big law can be hard for everyone. Litigation is hard for most. You're sifting through complicated laws, coming up with plausible arguments, meeting court deadlines, dealing with unanticipated deadlines often triggered by opposing counsel, working in an adversarial posture, and working long hours. So how did I figure out the distinction between a hard thing generally and hard thing because it's not right for me? Well, I'm here to tell you. (laughs) So let's walk through some of the signs. Number one, the work feels antithetical to your personality. In other words, it doesn't feel like you. So what does that mean? I would say that it feels painful because you have to pretend. First off, get to know yourself and think about your personality. What feels natural to you? In corporate America, especially more traditional industries like law or finance, there is a veil of professionalism that we operate behind. In addition to this veil, if you feel like you were pretending to be a certain way or think a certain way to do well in your job or a specific aspect of your job, it will slowly become clear. Does this feel forced? Sometimes we play a role to succeed in our careers. We think that this is how a lawyer or a marketer or an engineer or insert career choice is supposed to think. First off, is it really how they're supposed to think? Figure that out. (laughs) And if so, is it how you think? Is it how you like to work? If the answer is no, you'll probably start to resent the work and develop a negative or apathetic attitude. And no one wants to move through their career like that. At least I don't. So pay attention to the signs. Number two, the discomfort you feel while pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone was not worth it. So I'm sure many of you have been told to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Do things that scare you. Well, I think that is great advice. I think it depends on the context. Continuously pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to achieve a goal deep down you really don't care to achieve can make you unhappy. I suggest doing a cost-benefit analysis. So think of it like this. Was all of the hard work, fear, anxiety, and nerves worth it for the end result? Even if you killed it, like just succeeded, flying colors, you're an overachiever, most things you do, you do well. Did you enjoy the process? If not, 
you probably want to let it go. I actually am going to turn to a clip from the episode with Spencer Pacinger because I think his experience is a good example of this point, and it's also related to the next point. So let's take a listen. My biggest superpower is that I'm very self-aware. I'm very in tune with how I'm feeling. It's hard for me to like lie to myself. Very hard for me to lie to myself. So when I get the position and that first week, I'm like, you know, I'm riding the high. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to start a line back for the New York Giants. Like, <laughs> here we go. Here's, this is where the legacy starts. After a couple weeks, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I'm losing sleep. Like, I'm a little bit more like agitated than usual because I'm trying not to mess up. And I'm not really playing out of a want to succeed, but more out of a fear of failure. It was just that. It was realizing that mentally I'm changing. This, this position is making me change. But then also knowing that the first couple of years I was in the league, playing on special teams and being a backup linebacker is where my flow was. So I was like, okay, how do I still honor my commitments here, but still like know that that's a thing that I can still attain? Okay. So I just love this. Spencer hit it on the nail. Sit with this wisdom. We're going to take a quick break and then unpack this when we come back. All right. So we are back with number three. We're trying to unpack whether or not a certain kind of work is hard because it's hard in general, or if it's hard because it's not right for you. So I actually just wanted to pull the language from the clip we just heard from Spencer. Are you doing this work because you want to succeed or are you doing it because you're afraid to fail? Yes. Think about this. Love this. So when you're doing the work because you're afraid to fail, you'll see your anxiety heighten And this just might not be right for you. But on the flip side, if you're doing work because you want to succeed, then that's a good sign. And that leads to the fourth point. Number four, do you find other work enjoyable and more aligned with who you are? As Spencer mentioned, this is the work where you're in flow. You're proactive and excited to improve your craft. For me, I noticed that even the more tedious parts of the work I enjoy didn't bother me because I really liked and cared about the work overall. It was easier for me to accept the hard parts of the work I enjoy. Number five, you're doing this work because of societal pressure. So when I voiced my concerns and preferences to my peers and colleagues, most people told me I couldn't focus on the work I wanted to do. They said it wouldn't be good for my career. So I really felt this pressure to stick it out in litigation. After I started asking around and communicating my interest to a few more seasoned attorneys, I realized that there were more unconventional paths at my firm and in the legal industry in general. If this podcast has taught me anything, there is not one way to pursue your career. And although it may not be the norm, taking an unconventional path is possible. And I know because I'm doing it. While I still honor my commitment, like Spencer did, and I work on litigation matters when necessary, the bulk of my work involves the work I really enjoy. I'm a happier human and a better employee, so it's a win-win. Number six, are you doing this work just because you worked really hard to get there? So I had a number of friends deal with this recently. They worked so hard to get to that promotion. They worked so hard to get to a particular job. And when they got there, they hated it. It was painful and it didn't feel right. 
They tried to stick it out because they had put in all this work, understandably. And taking enough time to figure out if something is right for you does make sense. But if this is one of the only reasons you're still doing a particular kind of work and it feels really hard, you might want to reevaluate it. Just because you worked so hard to get somewhere doesn't mean it's right for you. Dreams change and that's okay. Number seven, you have the support you need and the work still feels painful. So a partner at my firm raised this thought, which I just thought was very insightful. Love her. And perhaps the work that you're doing is so hard because you don't have the support you need to perform well. Once you recognize that you're struggling with something, ask for help. See if you can try to get the proper support for your work and see if things improve. If it still feels painful and in supportive environment, you have your answer. Number eight, the work you're doing makes it challenging for you to achieve a healthy lifestyle. Now, I know it can be challenging in general to live a healthy lifestyle when you have a demanding career, but doing work that's not right for you makes it even tougher. Are you working out? Are you eating healthy? Listen, I'm not always eating healthy, but I have a pretty healthy lifestyle. Um, Do you have time and space to pour into your relationships? Are you dealing with crippling anxiety? Are you losing sleep? Take a step back and see how this work is affecting your health. It's so important. You only have one life. And I'm not trying to sound dramatic. Well, according to my husband and my entire family and all of my friends and everyone who knows me, I am dramatic. But (laughs) we really don't know how much time we have on this earth. And it's important that you pay attention to the signs that show that your work is having a negative impact on your health. So. I do want to recommend an exercise if any of this resonated with you. I actually mentioned this in my interview with Spencer. If you're unsure about a particular aspect of your career or your career in general, or honestly, even a relationship in your career or outside of your career, you can do this, but take six months to a year to journal when positive and negative things happen related to the problem you're struggling with. I love documentation. It's like keeping an evidentiary record of the issue. Now, I know I just said I don't love litigation, but I still love the analogies and all of the TV dramas about litigation. Also, I'm a human and we live in contradictions. Anyway, and for my business listeners out there, you can think of it as like a case study and you are the subject. So when you start taking note of these positive and negative examples, Think about why you deem them positive or negative. Ask the why. Get specific. Is this a core part of the job or is it a one-off thing? Will it become a core part of the job as you get more senior? Are others in your field struggling with this issue too? If so, what is their why? Is this just part of the career that others accept? Can you accept it long-term? After six months to a year, I promise you will tell on yourself. You will be able to tell what you need and what you want over time. Or at least you'll be able to tell what you don't want, and that's a step closer to what you do want. As Spencer said on the last episode, you cannot lie to yourself. Your timeline of journal entries just won't let you. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, 
the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.